How's it going everyone? I hope you're all doing good. Welcome to episode two of Drawn to Create, the recently created podcast where I draw and talk and uh, yeah, that's all there really is to it. But today we're going to uh, get into some stuff. I've uh, put down some notes, some things that I want to talk about with you today. And following on from the last discussion we had in episode one, I kind of ended that episode early because um, I didn't want to get into anything that would require me to talk for another 30 minutes and I think that's what I'm going to be doing today. I think the subject that I ended on last time was, well, I think I was getting into things about self-discipline as a self-taught artist and um, yeah, so I kind of just want to dedicate this episode, this entire episode, to talking about the pursuit of learning how to draw when you can only rely on yourself. You are your own boss, your own teacher, and there's a lot of pressure and stuff that comes along with that, and so that's what I kind of want to get into today. I've put down some notes in a... I've tried to put down these notes in a in a linear fashion so I can just work through them, and they are ordered in a way which is almost like a guide. And um, of course, this is just my personal opinion. This is my own approach, and I'm talking very much from my own experience. And a lot of this is stuff that I have learned from reading books, from listening to podcasts, and I've sort of picked up on a few things and tried to take the information and apply it to my own life, and uh, I'll pass on all of this stuff that I have learned to you, and maybe it can help you out, because that's what it's all about. We're trying to uh, help each other. You know, learning how to draw is no easy task, and I don't think we'll get too much into any of the practical stuff, like talking about the actual process of drawing. I'm going to orientate this discussion more towards um, the things that you need to consider and be aware of if you are going to attempt to learn how to draw yourself. And so these are kind of like the things that I wish I had have known uh, when I first started, but luckily I know them now and uh, I can pass them on to you. So let me take a look at these notes which I have put down and these just consist of keywords just to get these uh, things in my head so that I can think about them. Obviously it's impractical for me to script the entire podcast out but I'll do my best to uh, articulate what I'm trying to say and get the point across. It might be a bit all over the place sometimes, you know, I sometimes go off on tangents but hopefully it should all relate back to the uh, the primary subject of this discussion. So the first word that I have down here is clarity. And so what I mean by this, and the reason why I put this first, is because it's about being clear with yourself and uh, understanding what it is that you want, what your intentions are. And if I was to apply this to drawing, an example would be, for instance, if you have a look at your drawings and you realize that the perspective is off and you, you need to improve at perspective, then that is a starting point, okay? You are aware of that. That is your intention. You want to get better at perspective, and from then on, you can start to plan and work towards that, okay? So first of all, it's really understanding and being very clear with your intentions and what it is that you are going to be working towards. And so this can apply to everything. It doesn't have to just be learning how to draw. And, you know, it's like super obvious, literally just what do you want? And, you know, even though it is really obvious, it's something that you don't really consider sometimes. I mean, a personal 
example uh, from my own experience is when I was uh, at university studying architecture and I was uploading YouTube videos, I would sometimes just find myself uploading videos for the sake of it. Obviously I know that now, but back then I was just up uploading because I was trying to put out videos every week and I maybe didn't put as much thought into it because I was also uh, occupied with the, uh, the architecture work as well. But I was just putting out these videos every week and I had no real sense of direction or end goal. You know, I wasn't thinking long term and that's something really important that ties back into this discussion of clarity is um, if you understand what it is that you want and you can sort of imagine that long term, then you can work now towards that and you have an end goal and it gives you direction and you can structure things around that and make sure that everything you do is directed towards that end goal. So you know where you are going, you know what you need to do to get there and then you are able to manage everything you do more efficiently. You are able to structure the, the process and the things you do day to day um, in, in relevance to this end goal and what it is that you want to get out of it. You finally know why you are doing something and then there's a purpose to your actions. And what that does is it stops you from being lost with direction. Um, it stops you from questioning everything you are doing. You're not just taking it as it comes. You're, you're finally judging everything based on that end goal and how valuable something is in consideration of that. And so just that simple idea of clarity and knowing what it is that you want to achieve, it has really helped me a lot. An example is with the actual content that I'm creating on YouTube now as well. And there's always my own drawing process and how I'm improving with my drawing abilities. But in terms of the content, I mean, this is something which I've really taken into consideration recently. And that's why I've created something like this podcast, because I really wanted to develop more of a, a relationship with you as an audience and be able to sort of put myself into the content a bit more and be a bit more personal with it. And, you know, so I'm not just this this source for educational tutorials. You know, I don't just want people to come to this channel to learn how to draw, even though that's perfectly fine, but I'd also like them to be able to come to this channel for, for me as well as a, as, a, as a character behind the content. You know, there's someone behind that content that's being produced and I hope that 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 person has something valuable to say, and so that's why I've created this podcast because it's a it's an outlet for a discussion, and it's also a good way to present the artwork which I have been creating. I discussed all of the reasonings behind this podcast in the first episode, anyways, but this is just a a way for me to sort of tie it back into that discussion that we are having, and a lot of these these what are now reasonings for this podcast would have initially been issues, you know, I, I, I realised that I wasn't really putting a lot of myself into the channel and that was an issue. And so then from being aware of that, I was able to work out how I could resolve that. And then that led me to uh, coming up with all kinds of ideas, eventually leading to the creation of this kind of content. And that in itself, that whole process and just knowing, being very direct with your intentions and what it is that you want and you know how to get there, it's really important and it can, can apply to anything, especially when it comes to learning a skill like drawing. So that's the first thing. 
And I don't just want to go through all of these things and talk about them in, in sections. I want this just to be a general open discussion where I am sharing information with you, stuff that has helped me. And I'm just browsing these uh, notes that I have put down. One that I have noticed which ties back into what we was just talking about is time management. And uh, this is a good one. I mean, there's a lot to talk about around this subject and there's loads of stuff out there on the internet, in books that you can uh, learn from. And it really does, all of this stuff aims to maximize your uh, efficiency when it comes to how you use your time. That's what it really comes down to. And so as an artist, especially a self-taught artist, it's really important um, to structure your days so that you are maximizing that time that you have to draw. Maybe it's not a lot of time and that's more reason why you want to maximize that small amount of time to make sure that you are making as much progress as possible. And you know, it's common for people to work a job and then come home and then draw. Um, and you know, they don't have the opportunity to spend all of their time throughout the day drawing because they need to support themselves. And so they need to make the most out of that small amount of time that they have to actually spend drawing or working on their creative endeavors. And it all depends on their intentions, I suppose. Maybe someone just sees drawing or creating things as a hobby on the side and it's something that they'd like to get better at but they're not really intending on building a full career out of it. Or then maybe you, you, they do want to build a career out of it. Maybe that's what they really love to do and that they just have to work maybe a part-time job to support themselves and support what they are doing on the side. And it's a process of building this up and uh, working alongside it. And hopefully uh, one day it's all going to happen and, and hopefully it'll take off and they'll finally be able to live their dream of doing what they love to do full-time. That would be nice, but all of it depends on how they use that time that they have and so time management is very important because because if you figure out a way to be super efficient you might get done what you'd originally get done in a week in a few days and so then you are improving twice as fast and that's why it's really key to create some kind of structure and plan your days in advance and there's a lot of stuff that can help you maximize your time but then there's also the things that do the opposite and um, they stop you from doing what you need to do. Also known as procrastination. It's uh, a little bitch. I mean, it, it gets all of us. And, uh, you know, even if someone says it doesn't, it still does. It just comes in many forms and it sneaks up on you and it stops you from doing what you need to get done. And, uh, you know, I'm no exception. It sometimes affects me, especially, right, the problem with creating YouTube videos is uh, obviously it's a place where I publish a lot of my work and then it's also a place where everyone else publishes their work. And so sometimes I find myself just watching YouTube videos, just pointless shit that's of no real benefit. Well, in unless I'm watching a tutorial, but even then I'm, I'm usually not learning anything. I'm just watching that and then giving myself a little excuse that I'm learning something when in reality I'm just killing time and that is a uh, procrastination in its finest form actually it, it can be really bad it can destroy people to the point where they can't even start a project or get anything done because there's this sort of invisible barrier this hurdle that they struggle to get over and even I have experienced it that bad where you just cannot even start I find that sometimes if you just really force yourself to get started with something then it's not so bad you sort of build momentum but it's that process of starting something um 
you know, it's weird. Creatively, it just, it's a killer. And, you know, it reminds me of a book that I read called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. It's a really good book. I recommend it. He is a writer and, um, you know, he talks about essentially procrastination, but he calls it resistance. And he talks about this thing called resistance, which stops us doing what we need to do. And it was a few years ago since I read that, but I do remember it having an impact on me just in the way that I sort of acknowledged it from then on. You know, this uh, this idea of resistance, sometimes you can really sense when it's affecting you and sometimes it gets the better of you. But a lot of the time you have to r literally go to war with it. And that's why it's a, a cool name for that book, War of Art, because, you know, as an artist, you know what you need to do. And it's a lot of the time, especially, I think he talked about in the book, like he talked about if something is of big importance, the more important it is uh, for you to do, the more resistance you will have towards it. And you have to sort of battle through that and get that done. And there's uh, different things that you can do um, that helps you get through there. So I definitely recommend reading that book. It's very interesting. He did a few other ones as well. Um, I think he did a book called Turning Pro. I haven't actually read that one, but I should do. But I think he just builds on what he covered in the first one and he gives you some, you know, practical advice on how to actually combat resistance and get done what needs to be done. And actually, that reminds me, um, in terms of books and stuff, I have recently uh, got onto this website called kit.com and I don't know if you know already, but in the description of these videos, I usually list all of the equipment and resources that I use. Uh, and then I have links to the Amazon page and it's like a, an associate program. So if you buy something using that link, then I get a small percentage of that product that you purchased. And so it's a good way to support the channel. But yeah, this new website, it's pretty cool because it's like one big associate link, but it lets you manage and order everything in categories. So on there, I have a category dedicated to educational books, like the books that I used when I was learning how to draw. And if you go on there, then you can browse all of them books. I have a section for inspirational books, uh, like the one that I was just talking about. Um, a lot of books like that, which also talk about procrastination and stuff. And then of course I have all of the equipment and the supplies that I use. All of that stuff is ordered in its own category as well. And so it's pretty good. If you wanna have a look, then I'll put a link in the description. Go have a browse, have a look at the stuff that I use. Um, and if you want to buy something, go ahead and buy something, use the link and then, you know, I'll get a little 1% back or I don't know how much percentage you get back, but it helps nonetheless. And uh, yeah, going back to what we was uh, discussing in terms of procrastination, I actually forgot the, the point that I started on originally. I think, oh, time management, that was it. Well, actually, this reminds me, I've, I've recently read a book called eat that frog and it's kind of a funny name but in terms of time management i think it's probably one of the best books i've i've read um and uh, the name has a reason behind it uh, but i think the person who wrote that book was called brian tracy um eat that frog it pretty much means um what what that means is if you have a list of tasks right and and it tells you to order them in terms of importance so always put the most important task uh, to the top and then the next day get that task done right away and do not start anything else until you get that one done. 
like just direct focus get that thing done and then move on and uh, gradually work through the list and it's a uh, it's quite a good book because it gives you some simple steps that you can apply to your own working processes and again it does talk a lot about procrastination and how you can combat that by just planning in advance and that's really important that's what um, I kind of want to talk about that a bit because that's what I've been doing a lot recently I mean before uh, on the night, I usually write down the stuff that I want to get done the next day, uh, the videos that I need to do, uh, stuff like editing, uh, recording the audio, um, scripting some of the tutorials or planning out the tutorials. All of that takes quite a bit of time and so I usually try and create a list and order them in terms of importance and then just work through them uh, from morning to tonight or whenever um, and then I also try and make some room for drawing in there because drawing is important I mean without drawing there'd be no channel there'd be no there'd be no purpose behind me making any of these videos right um but yeah drawing is important I don't know where I'm going with this I just like saying that drawing is important everyone should draw everyone should draw actually because then they'd probably you know that that uh, maybe have a different perspective on life but anyways let's go back to this list i was talking about time management and it really does come down just to uh, planning in advance and then being disciplined to be able to work through that list in order and uh, you know you can use all of the techniques that were uh, presented in in some of those books that i listed to uh, combat procrastination one of the things that I do is just try and get started or if there's a really overwhelming task you know this is what that eat that frog book uh, talked about as well if there's a task that is so big and it's like uh, pretty much made up of all these small tasks and if you look at it overall it looks quite overwhelming and you know the bigger the task is the more procrastination and, and resistance you are going to have towards it but you need to sort of approach it step by step so you sort of break it down into small tasks and then you just uh, forget about all the rest just focus on one task at a time and then um, if you just do one bit at a time eventually you'll step back and you'll realize that you've pretty much got all of that done and um, yeah that's how you sort of approach a big task like that especially um, one of the the anatomy tutorials which I used to do they used to be very time consuming. I used to take like a week to do them and I will return to the anatomy stuff after I have finished the perspective stuff. But um, yeah, especially just the presentation of them videos. Like I, I used to draw all of the, uh, the illustrations and stuff out by hand, which I enjoyed doing anyways because I like the aesthetic and the way that those videos were presented. Um, but it just took a really long time, especially when it comes to like... Uh, anatomy stuff because you have to be quite accurate and exact um, and so I was a bit of a perfectionist with a lot of stuff like that and uh, a lot of the videos that I make I'm a bit of a perfectionist with um, and it's pretty bad you know it doesn't really work in my favor a lot of the time I mean sometimes it does because it makes me uh, question a lot of things but a lot of the time it, it creates a lot of self-doubt as well um, but that's a whole uh, other discussion for another episode but I'm just having a look at my notes again and um, one of the things that I've got down here is learning to draw. So let's get into that a bit. And I said I wasn't going to actually talk about any practical techniques and stuff because that's not what this episode is about. But in terms of like approaching drawing and learning, there's a lot to that. And uh, again, that is probably going to be for another episode. But 
Um, it sort of does tie back into all of the stuff that I have previously talked about because all of the stuff that I have talked about can be applied to learning how to draw. So um, one of the things that I am really benefiting from at the minute is project-based learning. Now what that means is sort of like the videos uh, that you see on the channel, uh, pretty much the, the drawing footage that you see on screen uh, in these episodes, these are all pretty much complete illustrations, right? I mean, there's no, they're not really just single individual sketches of things. Uh, for instance, if you was going to learn anatomy, you might draw a few skulls or you might draw, you know, the human figure and do one little study. Whereas with this, with these projects that I'm working on, I'm attempting to create a fully completed illustration and so maybe it's this world that I am drawing and then in this environment with all of these buildings I have some characters as well and uh, that is my task I have an idea in my head of this scene that I want to draw and then I have the task of trying to draw it so through this process of creating a full illustration I need to consider the perspective that I'm going to use uh, and plan that out I need to figure out how to scale the figures in this scene, how to scale the actual entire scene that I'm creating, uh, you know, where to position the characters, the composition, which I actually need to practice a bit, um, and, you know, just all stuff like that that you need to consider within this one task, this one project, and it's a lot, I think it's a lot more, it's just more beneficial than doing individual studies. Like I normally try and come up with a, a concept for a drawing which sounds pretty good and then I just try and execute it as well as possible and um, you know I really don't care about anything such as like uh, the story behind the image or how the characters are interacting with each other and stuff like that because I'm not really focused on that at this point. I'm all about you know the technicalities of it and trying to create a scene that's accurate. Uh, and so I'm more, I'm more or less just drawing for the sake of drawing rather than drawing to, I don't know, express something or tell a story. But nonetheless, you can create a project like, um, like a comic maybe, but you could sort of break the comic down into individual illustrations. That's pretty much what a comic is anyways between the different panels. But I mean, you could approach this in a way where, you know, you want to try and tell a story. And so you come up with all these different images that can tell this story and then you have the task of trying to draw each one of them and each one of them gives you a different challenge like maybe in the first panel you have a close-up uh, view of a character and you need to learn how to draw the uh, this this figure and then maybe another one sort of pans out a bit and then you have the environment with the character in that setting and then you have to uh, put the character in perspective and then you are tasked with all of these different things and then it really doesn't matter how well you tell the story in that it, obviously if that was your intention then it does but usually if you're learning then try and create a project something like that that you can also just reflect back on because as you are improving and as you are looking back at your old drawings you should hopefully see see a bit of difference I mean I used to not draw from my imagination at all. I was always just a slave to reference, and I still do use reference. Uh, I think I think the image that I'm drawing in this video, because I haven't actually edited this audio yet, but I think the drawing that I'm going to use for this video is the one where the uh, soldier is in the room. It's an in-one-point perspective, and there's the robot behind him. I did use a reference uh, for that soldier, um, but all of the rest was uh, pretty much based on my imagination and the, 
the uh, the robot behind them. I hope I'm using that drawing for this episode now. I think I will be. But uh, and then the one previously uh, in the last episode, all of that was drawn from imagination, and that was me just trying to challenge myself to be able to depend on my own imagination and not rely on uh, reference images. But again. It all depends on your intention. There's not one way to do something. And uh, if you throw yourself in that deep end and try and challenge yourself, then you will naturally learn and try and overcome that problem. Because drawing is like that. Drawing is a series of problems that you have to solve. And I can't tell you how many times I must have just been staring at a drawing to see if I could work out what was wrong with the, the perspective. Because I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't just pinpoint it. And that was just a lack of... A lack of knowledge just being able to uh you know i wasn't able to correctly pinpoint that because i didn't really know what i was looking for and i couldn't recognize the mistake uh, whereas if you show like a professional they'd be able to point it out straight away and of course there's still going to be errors in in my work and that's that's the whole purpose of it i mean i want to be able to make these mistakes now so that i can learn from them and hopefully correct them in the next one and in the next one and uh you know it kind of leads to this next word that i have put down here on these notes that says uh self-analysis and it's this is pretty important because you know you're gonna have to analyze your own work especially if you are self-taught you are probably not going to be getting much feedback from professionals obviously if you have some kind of mentor then that's great then you can always just show them your work and see what they say but realistically, you are probably going to have to depend on your own sort of uh, perception of your work. You are going to have to uh, judge it based on what you know, which is difficult because if you are learning, then you likely won't know a lot to be able to actually judge the work and, and give yourself some practical feedback. Um, but the more you learn, the more you will be able to judge yourself correctly and then reflect on where you went wrong and how you could uh, improve next time. And I think all of that just comes with time. If you are drawing repeatedly and drawing a lot and also immersing yourself in the subject of drawing, and I, and I mean like listening to podcasts, uh, listening, reading books and learning from, from uh, all of these different sources, then you will gain a, a better understanding of what is right and what is wrong. And you will be able to... Uh, you know, use that knowledge that you have to be able to criticize your own work and, and make adjustments and, and get better at it. And you never really, this I'm, I'm sort of drifting into this whole uh, idea behind looking at other artists' work because that can be a good source of inspiration, looking at other artists' work. Uh, it, it, it can give you like more of a an understanding of what is possible and it's almost like a, a target that you can aim for. Again, it's going back to what I discussed at the beginning of this episode. It gives you a goal, like you could say, this is the artist, uh, this is the work that he produces, and I'd love to be able to get at least close to that skill level or that, that level where I can actually create something um, that looks like that. And, um, you know, that's that's um, it should be motivating because that artist has probably gone through the entire process of learning that you are currently in to be able to eventually do something like that and he probably started in the exact same position as you you know not knowing a lot and then having to go through the process of learning and all of the frustrations that come with it and so you should take comfort in the fact that it's possible and you will be able to get there if you work hard 
And uh, what it shouldn't do is it shouldn't discourage you. I mean, another artist's work is none of your business in a sense um, because you need to stay in your own lane and, and focus on your own tasks and keep focusing towards your own progress as an artist. And you shouldn't compare your work with anyone else's. And I'm saying all of this as if I'm some kind of exception, but I'm really not. Like, honestly, I used to compare my work with other artists a lot, and it really didn't do anything for me. All it did was create self-doubt. And, um, I mean, sometimes it would motivate me in a weird way to get better. But if it did, then it wasn't a good source of motivation in any way. Like, it wasn't sustainable. And, you know, there's that saying, um, only compare yourself with the person who you was yesterday. Well, try and apply that to your artwork as well. Obviously, when it comes to artwork, you can't exactly compare um, a drawing with a drawing that you did yesterday because there's probably not going to be that much progress made, but try and compare yourself in a year's time or something and then look back and see the progress you've made. Hopefully you will. And I don't know, maybe a year's even too long, maybe six months if you're a, a machine. But um, yeah, just try and only compare your work with the previous work which you have done. And that's po probably the most healthiest way to actually um, analyse your, yourself and your own performance. And yeah, we're coming up to about 30 minutes now. I've, I've talked about quite a few things in this episode, but there is still some stuff that I'd like to maybe build on. If there's anything that I discussed in this episode that you'd like me to talk a bit more about, then be sure to let me know in the comments and give your own suggestions as well. A lot of you seemed to enjoy the previous episode, there was some good feedback, and I enjoy making these as well, so I'll aim to do one of these every week, every Sunday, at the same time, so be sure to drop in and listen to me talk a load of nonsense, and do some drawing, or maybe you're just listening to these, which is fine. Consume them as you will. And yeah, I have another perspective drawing tutorial this week, making progress with that series, and uh, I'm looking forward to expanding on all of that good stuff. So, ah, damn, I also just thought of something that I wanted to talk about, but I don't know, let's save it for the next one. I'll put it down on the, the notepad that I have, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this and can take something away from it, and I will see you in the next one.